The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, it's Chris Jericho. You're listening to the Rough House Podcast featuring the sexiest beast in all of Maryland and surrounding areas, the illustrious Chris. And Marty. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And expanding people, too. And all people. Hello, everybody. Hey, guys. Welcome once again, Rough House Podcast. Post Man. Turkey Day Edition. Post Survivor Series, post Takeover, post David Arquette getting murdered in a ring. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Oh, your neck's bleeding profusely? Cool. Whoops. Cool. 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 I got to say, I, so it, I knew that match was happening. Yeah, which, which was weird in its own. Yeah, right. Ju- just in in the bubble that that was a match that was going to occur. Yeah, very strange, very delusional, very weird. Yes. Um, I didn't think that they were going to do any like super hardcore spots. Yeah, like, I kind of thought it was more the idea of oh, here's Nick Gage deathmatch guy versus the guy who quote unquote get- killed WCW. Right. Props to David Arquette. Oh, for sure. For wanting to do deathmatch spots. Yeah. But also, David Arquette reacted seemingly the same way I would. Yes. Which is, oh, God, oh, God, is this going correct? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> yeah. I made a huge mistake. <laughs> oh, I just fidgeted, and there's a light tube in my neck. Yeah. yeah. Well, was it him fidgeting, or was it just a, a uh, just unfortunate uh, accident? So uh, I, I, I watched the video once or twice, not yeah. in great detail, because it's... The the official explanation is uh, Nick Gage was doing a spot where, and, and this just sounds ridiculous and, and barbaric in and of itself, Yes, where he was going to cut David Arquette's forehead with the light tube. Sure. Well, I mean, the forehead so to, is the, the, well, the traditional blade spot. To, yeah. He was doing it, and Arquette freaked out. Like, uh, he got nervous or, well, you know, understandably. Reacted like he was having a light tube shoved into his forehead. Right, right. So he <laughs> fidgeted. Uh, Gage lost his, you know, handling right, right. of the situation, and Whoops. down comes a light tube into the neck. Okay, thankfully not to the to the main artery or the neck, but yeah, no, that could have been real. That's bad. Like, yeah, that, that's the worst uh, PR for pro wrestling you could imagine. Right, right. Like Hollywood actor dies in wrestling death match, and and not. 
not to blow up a dude's spot. Everything I've heard about Nick Gage, like, I mean, you watch his his promos and everything. I mean, he is a legitimate convicted felon. Yes, correct. All these different things. My understanding is he is a genuinely, like, teddy bear of a guy okay. outside of the ring. Like, he recognizes he had his issues, he did right. his time, and... He, what he does is very violent, but he does those violent things very professionally. He, he, yes. Yeah, he, yeah, did, yeah. he is not the type to take liberties. Right. Go in business for himself. However, when you're in the ring with a guy who has never done anything like that. Right. And probably was not 1,000% prepared for that. No, no. Things go a little... I mean, I, I'm sure it's one thing to say, and then we'll do some spots with light tubes. Yeah. <laughs> but unless you go into extreme detail. Right. So, you know, maybe maybe they didn't do that. And even, even if they had, yeah. you know, if I'm David Arquette, a mostly normal human being who's only recently actually trained in pro wrestling exactly sure he's a fan sure you can watch death matches all day yeah. but until you're the one having the light tube uh lacerating your dome yeah. you don't know how you're going to react um so it's it's a it's a, a like a flinching it's a natural reaction right to squirm when you're being stabbed in the forehead with sharp right. fluorescent right. light tubes yeah. so i can't can't blame the guy at all and you know you can mentally prepare yourself but you know everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face, or everybody has a plan until you get a light tube in the in the dome. Yeah. So. What I could say though is that probably resulted in one of the craziest things I've I've ever seen in indie wrestling. Just you know, from from the way that the the whole ending turned into kind of a shoot. Yeah. And like I I can't recall there was that type uh, that type of aura of is this real? Is this fake? Yeah. In indie wrestling. Well, and the fact that. You know, more props to Arquette because he tried to, he, he was leaving. He walked yeah, out, but then yeah. he was like, shit, this is an ODQ, no right, count out right, match. Right. So like, he, he, that clicked in his head. His that, worker brain came back. Yeah, that he had to go in and finish while holding the blood into his neck. Yeah. Um. So he, he goes in there and, you know, takes a takes a maneuver and, and gets pinned, no sells, and then walks <laughs> right, out. I can't, right. I can't blame the guy for no selling. Right. But, hey, uh, apparently dude was okay because yeah. he was at TakeOver the next I, night. I didn't <laughs> Yeah, which is good for you, man. Visibly shown during the pre-show, David Arquette. Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't, they didn't I didn't do like a, a camera right on him, but okay. like you know how you can always see the people walking around yeah, the back. Yeah, yeah. There's there's David Arquette oh, yeah, wearing yeah. a Ric Flair T-shirt. <laughs> it's like oh, big patch on his yeah. neck. Yeah, Patricia Arquette thought he died. Meanwhile, he's like, eh, I'll still go to NXT tonight. <laughs> Good for you, David Arquette. Uh, one, you probably should not do any more death matches, which he, he said he yeah, wouldn't. he said he did. And I got to say, the, his response to all of this, incredibly classy. Yeah, like, no, for sure. Because he, he, he loves pro wrestling. Yeah. And he doesn't want... You know, people outside the pro res bubble to to yeah. demonize Nick Gage or uh, or wrestling as a whole. I mean, yeah, death matches. I have my opinions on myself, but that's, sure, you know, that's that's whatever. Sure. But uh, but yeah, he he definitely handled it with class and with the business in mind. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, this is one of those things where you know you don't know what you're going to do until you're in that situation. Absolutely. Nick Gage, probably not the guy you want to shoot with. No. No. <laughs> no. And no. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, sure, you're in that situation. You're bleeding from the neck. But, you know, you got to – it's fight or flight. That's a flight, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Take the – Fly, fly away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not the guy you <laughs> – yeah, yeah. You, you want to Just push. tell him to pin you right then and there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just lay on your back, go <laughs> into the, the position, and, right. and, and get the fuck out. Right. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I thought it was very cool the way he handled the situation. Yeah. Um, and it, it's funny. Yes, even though uh, our dear friend Justin is is one of the hosts of it, the fact that Monday morning I was driving into work, yeah. <laughs> and I heard on the Nine Eight Rock Morning Show them breaking down yeah. Nick Gage and and David Arquette. That was one of those very surreal moments for me of like, oh, this got play. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, like it hit this, TMZ, it went right. viral a little bit. I texted Justin. I don't think he got it in time because of the 40-second yeah. delay. I said, you should also explain that the reason this match happened is because Joey Ryan got <laughs> injured and then tried to explain Joey Ryan yeah. to Josh Dick Spiegel. wrestler. Yes. <laughs> Joey Ryan. Which would have made for a, a very entertaining uh, 20 minutes of of, of radio <laughs> exactly. explaining that to him, but uh, they didn't have time for that, which I completely understand. But uh, and and also of note, uh, just want to say publicly, Justin, thanks for the heads up on the Justin Duke photos out there. Thanks for that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I, shockingly enough, I didn't look for them. Are they? Are they worth it? Yeah, you know. Okay. All right. yeah. If you're into that sort of thing, sure. 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 Okay. Okay, which one? She's the taller one, right? She's the one not married to Roddy Strong. Okay, all right. Which, yeah. again, takes away a layer of guilt. I'm not going to get my back broken <laughs> for looking at these. From the uh, I mean, the guilt of the backbreaker. The guilt remains in that these were probably stolen. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you know, just tempers it down a little bit. I'm not going to get a boot to the face. Speaking of stolen uh, wrestler photos, this is a total sidetrack, but uh, the other yes. day I was, uh, I, I was trying to – we were talking to, about um, to a non wrestling fan about uh, Becky Lynch and how she's yeah. been lighting the world on fire. So we kind of going down the rabbit hole of the women in WWE, and we we land on Paige. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, oh man, you know her 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 past indiscretions and uh, her things being hacked came up into conversation. Yeah, and then um, he noticed the gentleman we were we were exposing this to. Notice something that, that I never noticed, probably because I wasn't looking for it. Sure, um, she has Paige has a C-section scar, huh? In those photos, and I had never noticed it because I wasn't looking at that area of her body. Huh. But you know, his... I mean, she could have had like a gallbladder removal or something like and, that. And we tried googling it to find something, and all we found was like this third-party site talking about how she had a child and gave it up for adoption. I was not able to confirm that. I don't know. It was Man. just an interesting sort of uh, like you know he sleuthed this thing out by some uh, by some leaked nudes, and I was like, well, I've looked at these pictures many many times and have not <laughs> and did not uh, well, come maybe to that assumption. Be the, the awkward uh, act two transition and wrestling for my family hitting theaters this April. <laughs> <laughs> the dramatic portion of the of yeah. that film. We still we, can't believe that's a real movie. Yeah, Vince Vaughn showing up in there as like a uh, a Buildemot type or or whatever. Yeah, Probably very not weird. Uh, very weird. <laughs> I don't think they're going to tackle that. But uh, <laughs> I mean, Nick Frost get that money. That's, yeah, that's, good for that, him. I that's like where I'm at with a lot of that. There, yeah, I, it's just it's it's so weird that it's a movie that's being made and getting released. True. Yeah, because it seems like something that should be made like. 20 years after the fact, not while right. she's still right. now, on TV as now, a character. Now the movie has a very tragic ending. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, she did all this and broke her neck and will never wrestle again. Yeah, I'm curious because 
all of the next stuff happened once the film was already in production. Yeah. So are, are they? Did they do reshoots to to include that, or does it end with her know. just debuting on the main roster and winning the title? I from mean, AJ? if that's it, the happy ending. Yeah, and and that's what they shot. Like they, right. they they shot. I forget who. It's someone who's playing AJ. It's like someone of note. It's I a wrestler. Is an actual wrestler. Yeah, I can't remember, I remember who, who it is. Either. Um, but it. it yeah, I would think that's the natural happy ending, but I guess you're going to get that sad text screen at yeah. the end. <laughs> See her on uh, Fox this fall on, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on, on Friday nights on SmackDown as a GM. Yeah, kind of weird, kind of weird. Um, yeah. But uh, we bounced around, so TakeOver. Yes. TakeOver happened. Fantastic, as Great always. Great show. Started with a swerve. Yeah. As uh, we get uh, the proper uh, pay-per-view debut of Matt Riddle yeah. with a very dick-focused new gear. Uh, <laughs> it's hard not to notice. The bright yellow <laughs> is a is a choice. It accents. Yeah. Uh, it accents and then, the then you head. have the, the, the dark bro yeah. in the NXT font across the dong. It's, yeah. It's, it's a strong move. It is present. It is yeah. present. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, we basically- Got a, a shock six-second win, yeah, which I thought was clever. Yes. Um, I, I don't think we're done with the, the Ono Riddle oh, no, no, feud no. by any means. But this was a really good introduction to you know the takeover masses. Exactly. One, it's a really good way to, to pop the crowd for mm-hmm. the show proper. Because mm-hmm. you know, the, the way they sold it was that match was being taped um, before TakeOver went live for the next week's NXT. Right, right. And they did that, I guess, on purpose, Triple H was explaining, because that was the match that they had planned, and they didn't want to do that and disappoint yeah. the crowd there, so they swerved everybody. And- well, the thing I loved was in the post-show, he said, I lied, I'm a promoter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, really, for a lot of those those things he does in those post-show um, interviews are really kind of destroying the the fourth wall but this yeah. one the fourth wall was firmly in place like yeah, right right fucking lie to you guys that's what i do <laughs> motherfuckers deal with it uh yeah, yeah. so I, I, good on you i enjoyed that a lot yeah um but i i thought it was a great way to get the crowd fired up yes uh, a nice surprise yeah um obviously i want to see them have a match with more time sure yeah, yeah but we have more time to get there yeah um so right after that was a two out of three falls match between Shayna Baszler and uh, Kyrie Sane. Yes, I'm gonna say Io Shirai. Uh, That's not good. She comes in later. She comes in later. Um, <laughs> and it looks like really this match, even though you would think two out of three falls would be somewhat definitive for them, right? It's really just to build to the three horsewomen versus Kyrie, uh, Io Shirai, and Dakota, Dakota Kai. Kai. Yes. Um, I thought it was a decent match. It felt really short. It was rushed. Yeah. yeah. Especially for a two out of three falls match. Yeah. And and that DDT spot on the apron. Uh, uh, Shayna Baszler has a death wish. I think she knows she only has a few more years yeah. of professional wrestling. And it's <laughs> get it out while she can. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I thought it was good. Uh, there's part of me that wishes, though, and, and we talked about this in, in our predictions episode on the Patreon, that the fact that they were going to have a definitive winner one way or another, I feel like that kind of hurts yes. the progression of the feud. If it just went to a schmoz because all six women got involved right. in that third fall, you would then have this this open 
reason. I mean, I know they're saying the whole thing with the foot under the rope and and all that. Yeah, or her shoulder wasn't. Her shoulder wasn't up. Yeah, whichever it was. Clearly wasn't. Right. Because I I watched the replay of it. I'm like, oh yeah, that was. I think that was. I mean, I don't think that was on purpose. I think that was her just kind of fucking up and and wiggling and the ref counting anyway. Right. Right. But it just kind of falls into that situation where it's like you. You know, you you had one option, you went the other, and I feel like choosing that other option kind of lessened muddy, the whole thing. Muddies it up a bit. Yeah, you know, but still, I feel like for the for the one on one thing that that was probably the end of it. So yeah. they're not going to do another one on one match for the title, which is fine. I, I mean, I, I thought Baszler should have and 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 was going to retain anyway. So right. it makes sense if you're going to push the the horse women as, as a thing to have. You know, her as a women's champ with some muscle in tow, muscle right. that she doesn't even really need. Right. Um, so that's that's the heelish aspect of it. But uh, but saying you know she's she's really good from fighting from underneath, mm-hmm. um, and you know had really had some some smart moves. And you know one of the things that I love about NXT is they play off of the earlier matches in the yes, feud, yeah. You know, with with uh, with her catching the elbow into the the pinning thing there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and man, can we talk about Io Shirai's moonsault? Because yeah, Jesus Christ, yeah. And and props to uh, uh, Maria Shafir and Justin Duke for catching it like a king. Like, yes, yes. So few people have caught that moonsault as well on on the WWE so, roster as those. Somebody two should show the Undertaker and Kane. <laughs> People have been doing it for a combined 60-plus years how to do that. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> but, yeah, that moonsault was gorgeous. I think the thing that's kind of key right now is, though, you need to really define, uh, especially Io Shirai and Dakota Kai, as people who could have Shayna Baszler's number. Yeah. Because it kind of feels like... There's Shayna Baszler all the way at the top. <laughs> and everybody else. And then everybody else at the bottom. Yeah. And and you, you need at least a few viable baby faces. Doing this feud, you know, where you give Dakota Kai a second shot. Yeah. And you integrate Io Shirai into a, a, what should be a hot angle. Smart. It's just really going to be important to kind of kill your darling in, in Shayna Baszler because you need someone to, to get something out of this. Because I right. don't think Shayna's time on NXT is is f- for too much longer. I, I feel right. like yeah, yeah, she's yeah. probably going up sooner rather than later with her friends in tow. Yeah. Who uh it might be a little too early for them uh based on as long as they're, they're you know not doing the heavy lifting. Right, right, you know. cuz uh that was one of the things that came out of the um San Jose TV taping they did a few nights before takeover is that they looked real green. Mm. Um, and they and, are. and they should be, because yeah. they are. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's definitely like, well, there's Ronda and there's Shayna, and then yeah. there's the other two. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, I mean, in in terms of competitors, even if you're looking outside that, you know, yeah. I guess a Bianca Belair seems like one who's had a really good run. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lacey mm-hmm. Evans is doing great work. And Mia Yim, who just got signed, yeah. you know, coming off the Mae Young Classic where she had great matches, you know, could be another competitor or you know, at least somebody in that in that realm. Um, in terms of uh, the three horsewomen versus uh, those three ladies, I think you should call them the Pacific Rim. Um, <laughs> because that's appropriate. Yeah, because yeah, she's from uh, Dakota's from New Zealand, Zealand and, and then, then other the two, two from, from Japan. Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I you know, like it. I don't know if there's a copyright on Pacific Rim at this point. 
Um, you know what? Even if there is, I'm sure they can they can just call them that. And, <laughs> and, who am I kidding? It's WWE. They're gonna want to be able to merchandise it. So yeah, it, that it'll, is true. It'll be something weird. The, it'll sound like Pacific Rim, but yeah. not actually be. It'll be Pacific like Kiwi Sushi coming down to the <laughs> ring now. Like, come on, guys. That's not, it's not the main roster. They, they have, they're going to have a little more tack than that. Okay. A little more tack yeah, yeah, than yeah. that. Okay. Not a lot. Kiwi Sashimi, then. Let's, there you go. It's a little classier. <laughs> I got to say, Kiwi Nigiri. I really want Dakota Kai to have an accent as thick as uh, Taika Waititi does in, in <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> it's all a revolution, mate. <laughs> exactly. I'm printing the flyers. That's Doc. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, I mean, uh, she's adorable enough anyway, so it's okay. She's great. Um, yeah, all three of those, the Pacific Rim, I'm all in on the <laughs> on the Pacific Rim job there. I mean, Pacific Yay. Um, so after that was... Either one one A for match of the night. Uh, for me, it was one A. Um, That's where I sit with it too. But those two matches back to back, fan fucking fantastic. First was Gargano Black. Yes, and turns out heel Johnny's super fun. Yeah, he really took to it well. I wasn't sure as as to how it would work because he's right. always you know, and we say this every time it happens with a Daniel Bryan or a Sami Zayn or these people yeah. who have who are just, you know, white meat baby faces, can they do this dickish heel thing? Right. And they've all kind of gone gone to the obnoxious well, which is yeah. better than the sniveling sort of well in terms right, of heel right. uh and obnoxious is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it makes you like, fuck, come on, Johnny, don't be a fucking dick. Just <laughs> come on, man, with your Punisher uh, gear, which looked great, by the way. Yeah. Pop yeah. for that. Yeah. Uh, and he's kind of like pun- a Punisher Venom hybrid. He's Agent Venom. Let's just yes. go that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's Flash Thompson as Agent Venom. Um, but the match, man, like, you know, the way the way he worked, worked well, um, mm-hmm. and Black million and a half bucks man this yeah. may have been his one of his if not his greatest match in NXT it, it's definitely up there um i'd have to go back and rewatch some of the matches he had with Almas yeah cuz those were real they real were, good they were um and the match with Adam Cole the extreme Bay rules Bay. match um yeah. but i i i thought it was fantastic and it, and it was I mean, some people were were kind of ragging on it for being sort of the Johnny Gargano special with the melodrama and, and stuff. The, the Shawn Michaels special? Yeah, yeah. Which is funny because Michaels didn't uh, didn't uh, agent it. Apparently, it was Terry Taylor. Oh, he did. Uh, I thought he, he did. He agented the the main event. Oh, I thought I saw his name on on that one. Him and Michael Hayes, that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I think it was Terry Taylor who did that. Okay, one. I could, um, uh, okay. Uh, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, Observer newsletter readers tell yeah. me if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, um, I I thought it was fantastic. I I really enjoyed it. And yeah, it's a little melodramatic, but whatever. You I'm know into what? It. The I absolve you of your sins. I've popped for. I thought it was fucking great. Yeah, I bought yeah, into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the reason it was one A behind Champ and Dream. Is because there was no scenario where, in my mind, Johnny Gargano wins that match. Right. So, whereas with Champa and Dream, I was fairly certain that Champa was going to win, but there was a little sliver in the back of my mind, where like, well, maybe they're going to shock us and and do something with 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 Dream here. Yeah. Um. But then that's to take nothing away from Gargano and Black. No. I I really, really enjoyed it. But goddamn, Champa is such an incredibly smart worker. Yeah. Like at no point do, does anything he does 
uh, does anything he does. Yes, that's, exactly. Uh, that, right there with you. If that says <laughs> if that if that's said correctly. Anyway, <laughs> at no point does anything he does in the ring feel contrived. It right. feels real. Like I mean, even the point where he like chucked the notepad. And, yeah, and, and all that, that stuff. Like it feels like it's it's all one cohesive thought. It yeah. isn't like we're doing this sequence and this sequence like it does with some other guys. He Not always thinks in gimmick. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And. Um, you know, Velveteen Dream got defined as a guy who, uh, I, I unfortunately haven't seen a match where it's like, oh, Dream carried that guy, but he's definitely someone who, if he's in the ring with the right talent, yeah, can hang. Sure, and and that's that's incredibly important. And yeah. the two of them were just so much fun against. But that sick elbow drop to the oh. floor. Oh Oof. my god, brutal. Brutal. Oh my god! But it, it, it but it makes save that one for mania. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that again. I know. Well, it makes storyline sense though because you know you yeah. have Champa, who's this cerebral sort of obsessed with the title, but yeah. this really you know psychopathic cerebral wrestler, and Dream, yeah. who you know is kind of doing everybody's greatest hits and is inexperienced. Right. You know, a more experienced uh, performer probably wouldn't have done that maneuver. Right. Which right. ended up costing him the match after many many really close near falls that were yeah. great, and I bought into almost. Every one of them. Same. Um, you know, but it was uh it, it was it was really good. The whole Hollywood gimmick in in you know in LA right, right. made uh made a lot of sense in him yeah. doing, you know, he's doing the elbow drop and he did the Hogan comeback with the leg drop and <laughs> mm-hmm. and everything. Uh man, it was it was just really good. That kid's yeah. something special. Yeah. Uh, I, I would guess this means that for Takeover Phoenix, we're gonna do Black Champa. Uh, yeah, that would make sense because he never got I, his, uh, yeah, he never got his rematch yeah. and, um, you know, that, that would be the logical thing provided they still want to keep Gargano and Ciampa separated. Right. Cause I think it's obvious to anyone that's, that's the, that's, that's the weekend. End, uh, yeah. yeah. That's, the that's, that's where they wrap that up. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. You're excused. Um, then we had war games. Yes, we did. War Games was a very impressive spectacle, but I'm just going to say it wasn't quite as good as I wanted it to be. It was just long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it did need to be, I think it was 47 minutes long yeah, or something crazy like that's that. That's long. Cut down to a brisk 35. Yeah. Still said that, you know, they went long. Still said that the brutality, plus the whole Pete Dunn spot where, like, it was a double locks and then, like, so they, 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 uh, cut the one padlock right. and then in the other one they didn't cut and there had to be a thing to like some of it was just silly it was well it was but you know when you when you're thinking about how the undisputed era works you would sure you wouldn't think that they would come in with plans sure to do this and sure. getting that last advantage you know to wear down everybody especially ricochet who had been in there the longest right um and how about fucking hansen just destroying oh my god dude dude was just <laughs> avalanching for like three minutes straight it seemed yeah, that's yeah. Some cardio for the big man yeah um but undisputed era you know coming in with chairs bear, uh, with their mm-hmm. logo on it which mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is just the stupidest but greatest thing I've oh, ever yeah, seen yeah, yeah, like, yeah. those are the kind of dickheads who would put their, their well, faction logo I, on their I chair I always love things like that yeah uh, that's specialized up there with, weapons well there's that but it's up there with last year Roddy showing up in the AOP gear yeah yeah, yeah. or this year uh, Dunn and Ricochet with the War Raiders face paint yep. like I love little touches like that yeah. I, I, I don't know why but stuff like that I love in pro wrestling whether it's you know, in war games proper over the years where you had, you know, Sting's team all wearing Sting's face yeah. paint or, 
uh, you know, just just specialized things like that that shows that they're just adding a little flourish of, right. of theatricality. I always love it. Um, but it was a very good match once the ball got rolling. Once the actual match began. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there was, I mean, there was some fun stuff that happened before, you know, Cole, yeah. and, uh, Cole and Ricochet starting it off, you know, was probably a really smart, uh, mm-hmm. very smart, smart. choice. Um, and I loved, you know... <laughs> I liked the the War Raiders keep pushing Dunn out of the way, but then I was like, well, th- then they didn't really play off on any, yeah. you know, dissension amongst uh, the team. Um, but you know, and and honestly, we, I was still kind of shocked that uh, that Undisputed Era lost because yeah, I was surprised by that too uh, because I don't know. I mean, I guess based off of where everything went, we're probably going to get a uh, tag title match between Undisputed Era and War Raiders, right? And I guess we're going to do a Pete Dunne ricochet feud. That's kind of what a, they were looking like, both posing up there, looking at each other's titles. So yeah. Going to run back that title versus title thing, but without the, the Shamal's finish. And I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, that sounds great. like a match I'd love to see at, at NXT TakeOver Phoenix. Yeah. But kind of weird to, yeah. to you know, for your most cohesive unit to, to be trounced in war games. Right. Because um, you could have done all those other matches yeah. with the same... Sure. You know, with the same ending, and, and and you know it goes back to what I was saying earlier about Shayna Baszler and, and Kyrie saying, I don't dislike the ending. It's just where I think you zig where you could have zagged. Right. The other option might have been a bit stronger. Right, and you know it, it kind of makes more sense if you're going to do Ricochet and Dunn to do it like, well, you cost us the match. Exactly. And do it that exactly. way instead of the other way. So you know, whatever the yeah. the ends will justify the means. And hey, Ricochet pulled out the double moonsault, and th- like that's going to be on NXT highlight reels forever for years to come. Yeah, like it's it's it, it's just one of those defining moments. And he overshot that- it too, which is even yeah. more impressive. And he almost yeah. landed on his feet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Can you imagine if he completely overshot it and landed on his feet? Like I, the place would have exploded. Uh, yeah, there would have been a, a crater where the Staples Center used to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I really would have screwed them for their whole four day weekend. Yeah, plan. yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> they would have ended up down in San Jose or some shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, it a little strange. But all in all, just another killer show. You can't bet against a takeover. No, I mean, uh, and then it, it looks like in January we're getting two because we're getting uh, NXT Takeover Phoenix the right. night before uh, Royal Rumble, and then earlier in the month, January twelfth, I think it is NXT UK Takeover for the first time. Yeah. So here's my idea going into this. Yes. Is you know with the NXT Takeovers proper now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I try and keep up on NXT TV to to keep up with the storylines and everything happening mm-hmm. and the matches building up to it, whatever. I've yet to watch a single episode of NXT UK just because yeah. I don't have the fucking time. Yeah. So at this point, I kind of want to go into it knowing nothing. Yeah. And, and just see how it, it works how for it, you. How it holds up, you know, with, with the work rate, with the people involved and them yeah. telling the stories. Obviously, there'll be recap videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I kind of want to go in uh, blind. Somewhat blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to go raw dog into that. <laughs> just plow right in without I, asking. Without giving, <laughs> without giving away any of the results or where we are, uh, all three NXT UK titles are going to be defended as we're going to have a match for the UK title. So Pete Dunne's going to be defending. Uh-huh. We're going to have a ma- match for the NXT UK women's title, which I don't think 
the shows aired have actually told us who has that yet. Yeah, uh, but I know. And uh, there's going to be an NXT tag title tournament final. So okay, all right. Uh, they're going to have their own trio of belts. Okay. By the end of this All show. Right. Hey, man, you know what? Make make your uh, oh yeah, make, make it a brand, make yeah. it real. Yeah. Um, but you know, based on the talent they have, could be a very very good show. I will say it. It's the first time where I'm going. You guys sure you're ready for this? <laughs> you guys, you guys sure? Is this, uh, is this where you want to be? Yeah, all right. Okay. okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. But I'm have a show. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. ready. And hey, it's gonna be on at like three in the afternoon on a Saturday. So can't hate that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. That show, that show can run four hours. Yeah, be good. Uh, but hey, at any point, four hours better than six. Yes, which is what Survivor Series was. And there's no better way to make fans love spending six hours than by telling you in the beginning of the real show the first two hours you watched didn't count, mean nothing, despite the craziness in the tag match that you that might tag have seen match had was out it. of this world. I didn't watch it because it, it doesn't matter. Uh, Fair. But it was really, really good. I saw a couple spots. I saw a German suplex off the top rope. Uh-huh. <laughs> to the outside of the ring. Uh-huh. To a group of uh, of massive humanity. Proof positive Chad Gable's one of those dudes who really needs to be somewhere anywhere but where he is. Yeah. God, that guy's yeah. so talented. So good. So good. I wonder when his deal's up. Like, uh. it, we'll, we'll get into the, the AEW stuff towards the end of the show. Sure, but, yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's one of those guys... <laughs> I start a countdown clock right now. Yeah. Because he is woefully underappreciated. Yeah, way too talented to be wasted on the uh, lower mid card. Agreed. Um, so the main show was a real mixed bag in my yes. eyes. Until the end. Yes. Last two matches were killer. Correct. Although I feel like they screwed the pooch on the fallout of one of them, but we'll get there. Yeah. I'm struggling to remember everything that happened in order. So the first match was the, that women's, was the women's Survivor match? Series yeah. elimination match, which was not very good in my no. opinion. No, not very good at all. And um, something that was very weird was considering Stephanie told everyone on the Raw side to work together to win because if you don't, she's going to be mad. Nia Jax basically just turning on her own teammates and yep. being a because he'll grumpy now, face puncher. Yeah, because uh, they're leaning into her breaking Becky's face. Yeah, uh, awesome. Yeah, I did like the one sign that somebody like wrote. Like, <laughs> Nia, we feel we feel compelled to let you know no, that we're not booing at you because of your great heel work. Yeah. We're booing at you because you're terrible. <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah, sign. yeah. So kudos to whoever. Uh, I, took I the do time always to enjoy a, a particularly verbose sign. Yes, yes, because it really articulates the point <laughs> yeah. that, that we're all feeling yeah. at that time. But I mean, they, they're using hashtag facebreaker. They're Ugh. they're really leaning into it and Ugh. She, yeah it sucks yeah it sucks so bad she sucks so bad <laughs> she's 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 not very good oh I will correct my correct myself and uh, throw an apology to you yes Lena Fanini is her real name yeah okay yeah. there you go Fanene yeah Shanene Lena Shanene however it's pronounced that yeah she's Lena and she sucks well. Right off the bat, I didn't like Naomi got eliminated in like 10 seconds. Oh, yeah, and they did the whole weird thing where they elim- they took Natalia and – this was on the pre-show. They took Natalia and Ruby Riot off the team. Right. to throw in Becky and – th- Or, uh, or throw in Bailey and Sasha. Bailey and Sasha. Bailey and Sasha, who they jumped Monday on Raw. Right. To put Ruby Riot on the team. Like – I Yeah, I don't know. What? I don't know. 
do you think, by the way, I've seen a lot of people murmuring and rumbling about this. Do you think they're prepping Alexa Bliss to be a GM? Uh, well, I mean, it depends on how long this, uh, how bad this concussion is, because yeah. I guess it's uh, worse than everybody thought. Yeah. And she's obviously a great talker. Yeah. Um, and she looks really good in like a, you know, mm-hmm. all done up sort of, she looks good in anything, let's mm-hmm. be honest. Anything or nothing. Uh, yeah. I imagine she looks mm-hmm. amazing. And yeah. so, um, so yeah, I feel like it's kind of a, a dress, dress rehearsal for that. Yeah. Um, I think she'd be fun. Yeah. Better than... On call TGI Friday's manager, Baron Corbin. <laughs> Doesn't have enough flair on his costume. I'm though. waiting for him to apologize for the lateness of the food and offer me a free appetizer. <laughs> uh, at, uh, at all times. <laughs> at all times. You know next, what? Next visit, though. You can't use it this yeah, visit. No, you no, have to, you have to come back, though. Next visit. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I hate when managers do that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, know. I I was he's in a free, he's a free mozzarella sticks. I was in Los Angeles for a show, and our meal we went to some restaurant. Our meal was an hour late. Okay, All like right. it, it took an hour for us to get food. How how busy was the restaurant? Not super busy. Okay, not super busy. Did you have a lot of well done steaks? No, okay. no. What I will say is, what kind of food we, did you order? It was just like because I'm trying to come at it from the yeah, kitchen yeah, no, no. I understand here. that, like. It, it felt like it was staples of the menu: burgers, fries, sandwiches. Sure, you know, okay. nothing, right. nothing out of this world crazy. Yes, we had a party of eight. Okay. Which, hey, I'll I, that I already know we're paying a gratuity no matter what, right? <clears throat> I mean, we were going to do that anyway because that's how I operate. Yes, yes, yes. But no, I, I understand there's certain things we have a larger group, but it was an hour. Were there other larger groups ahead of you? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, could All have right. been the X factor there, but <laughs> dude was like. I can give you coupons for free appetizers. And I said, we live 3,000 miles away from here. We're never coming back here. Right. And he's like, I, that's what I can give you. Yeah. I'm like, really? That's the best you're going to do? Like, not yeah. knock anything off the bill? Anyway, that, that, that's just me, you know, bringing up old sour gripes. Um, yeah, that's okay. I mean, there were a number of factors that could cause that to happen coming from a from a back-of-house kitchen sure, point of sure. view. Sure, and, sure. And, and I will say... Uh, and and this is where uh, Chris starts shooting daggers at me with his eyes. I've never worked retail. I've never worked service. Uh-huh. In turn, I carried that massive guilt with me. <laughs> I'm incredibly polite to everyone that that I go to. If I'm at a Starbucks, if yeah. I'm at a restaurant, I tip twenty percent. Yeah, full stop at the beginning. Sometimes more if it's more awesome. Like right. Thanksgiving morning, Starbucks nearby us was open. I felt terrible. That, that Starbucks were, were open, yeah. but you know, I'm gonna give me a try in the morning. Let's do yeah. this. So I went in, and on what was you know maybe a ten dollar bill, I tipped ten dollars. Oh damn! Because I felt bad they're working. Now here's the thing. I oh, know. So they had the tip box, and I dropped just dropped a ten in there. Yeah. No one saw me do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go, hey, hey, you see this? Yeah. hey, look, it's like waving it like for a dog. This is for you. This is for you right here. I, I realized I was like in a freaking George from Seinfeld conundrum of like, do I take it out of yeah. the box and then show them and putting it right, in? Like, right, right, yeah. right. Plus, really, they, they pull their tips there most likely, too. So it'll be spread right. amongst all the But that was my thought process. There, there was five people working. Right. So they're all going to get two off of just me. Right. Yeah. yeah. And also, it was, you know, when I looked at my wallet, I had like a 10 and like four ones. And I went, yeah, that's probably the right way to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should have called you because my car broke down uh, just like half yeah, a just block buy away. That. Yeah. Half a block away, my car broke down on Thanksgiving morning, yeah. which is great. Life's yeah. awesome. Sorry, Everything's buddy. going swell. Patreon.com. Don't go to the <laughs> 
Rough House podcast, and apparently your shit's broken on mobile. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got. I was behind for a week. It's a fucking mess. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so the women's match happened. Yeah. Uh, what, and uh, after what, that, Nia Jax was the yeah, sole survivor. Sole survivor. Shocker. Um, By it, eliminating Asuka, which infuriates me twice as much. Uh, hey, props to Asuka being the last one, at least. True, true, and she ran through I think two people on her own. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. So you know they're they're keeping her somewhat competitive. Yeah, and Bailey showing up in her best uh, Sparky Plug uh, cosplay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why she she, yeah. she had checkered pants on. But, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, maybe right. she really likes ska. Maybe that's what it boils down. <laughs> she so. banging Sammy Zayn on the side. Yeah, you know what? Good for her. Good for him. I'd watch that. Good for everybody. Yeah. Um, was it knock Seth after that? Uh, it was, which I think they should have opened the show with. Yeah, uh, I will say they took a little bit to get going. They did, but you but know. very very fun match, hot finish. Yeah, had a great time with that. Um, Not as great as I'd hoped, but it no, was, no, it, it was it, still really good. Uh, I expected an A plus. I got a B plus, and that's that's really where I, we're at. You know what? For a main roster uh, match sure, at this point, sure, you know, I'll take a B plus. Sure, um, and then. Was that the unfortunate tag match? Uh, yeah, maybe. I think. I don't remember. Yeah. Don't remember. Uh, so, AOP <sighs> went Assholes. against the bar, and basically, what could have been a really awesome they bit of the bed. Yeah, a really awesome bit of Haas shit kickery yeah. for. They, they they could have I mean granted they used the finish later on but they could have thrown it out DQ for too much ass kicking one yep. of my favorite WWE staples. That's true. Instead, let's have Drake Maverick. Excuse me, Drake Maverick piss himself. Yeah. And if rumors are to be believed, the original the, fake bladder didn't yeah, work. The gimmick so, didn't work, so he had a legit so piss himself. Spud legit peed his pants on national television. Hey man, kudos to you for sticking to the gimmick, knowing that everything. DM the GM on it. goes all the way. <laughs> yeah, that. so that was weird. The match itself was very disappointing. Uh, yeah, I was really, really hoping for a, a shit kicker and did not receive anything close no. to it. So, um, no. yeah, missed missed opportunity there. But hey, the AOP won. Yep, so that's weird. P-E-E. I mean, granted, they were doing the whole raw sweeps gimmick because yeah. the pre-show doesn't count. Six Unless you're one. Xavier Woods. Good for you, Xavier. Yeah. Fly that flag, baby. Props to you, sir. Remind <laughs> the world every... I hope he has that on his gear Forever. from now until next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, then I think it was Buddy Murphy, Mustafa Ali. Oh, boy, those, those two. Those two worked their ass off. They saved the show to that point. Yeah. Because that was a crowd that did not give a fuck about either one of them, and by the end, no. loved every, yeah, they, every they, moment of it. They really sucked everybody into that yeah. match. I mean, they were crickets at the beginning. Like, why yeah. the fuck are we watching yeah. these two little guys flip to do all over the place? But man, they had they got they they got them in, and uh, they the, the crowd that is, and and really sh- just showed what the cruiserweights do. Man, it, it, it's funny. I I think it, this is what uh, Uncle Dave said about that. A lot of times, a match with those type of spots, people, especially old timers, go, "Oh, you don't need to do all that to get over." Right? They needed to do all that yes. to get over, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it worked. Yeah. And uh, 
you know, sometimes doing crazy shit works in your favor. Mustafa Ali, my friend, if I had one recommendation for you, <laughs> it would be to stop getting shoved off the second turnbuckle to the outside barricade because you're going <laughs> to break your fucking neck and die. Yeah. That yeah. is that. Even I, with the nice little padding they have on it these days. You land the wrong. I mean, look at the fucking uh, Finn Balor. How's oh, him yeah. about landing on those, those oh, yeah. soft yeah, yeah, sons, yeah. sons of bitches? And he wasn't coming off the fucking second turnbuckle. Right, right. That's a scary spot. Yeah, uh, it really is. Please don't do that. <laughs> I don't yeah. need that. Not, not, not super. I mean, there are a few spots like that for me. The fact that Big E still does the spear to the floor. I know. I know. He's like, oh, I know. I, I just see that. I see he's going to shatter his kneecaps yeah. or something ridiculous. It's cringy, but I pop every time. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it is. It is one of the most regularly insane things. Yeah. I see in pro wrestling. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. He's a big boy. He's got a lot of padding, but. Whew, yeah, so here's something about that match that I was kind of paying attention to, and I don't know if this was just me getting sucked into the gimmick or what. The ref um, throughout the match was very, like, vehemently yelling at Buddy Murphy to keep it in the ring. And I don't know if that was kayfabe or if he was legit getting Word calls from, from the, the back. back, like, hey, tell these guys to slow the to fuck keep down. It in the ring. But he kept taking it out of the ring. Um, so if you ever go back and watch that match, pay attention yeah. to the refs' interactions with Buddy Murphy, because yeah. I I honestly couldn't tell if it was real or not. Like, right. kudos to the ref if if it was uh, yeah, Kate yeah. Fabed and I just if bought into it, alive. it. But um, you know, I had to imagine at least a couple of those spots outside the ring were planned. So oh, absolutely. You know, the but, Spanish fly off the announce but, uh, table, which hey, I love. If that ref is living in a kayfabe world, God bless him for it. Yeah. Um. Then we had the Raw SmackDown tag match, which uh -huh. was a lot of stuff I didn't like. Yeah, like Samoa Joe getting eliminated in six seconds. Yeah, Joey Samoa getting eliminated I didn't like. Is he injured? I heard a rumor he was injured, and that's why he got um, the boot quickly. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I, I have He's not injured heard that again, he is. Man, that that's a bummer. Not I mean, bode well for his future. Dude's pushing forty, so he's had a he's had a long. Uh, yeah, he's a bit snake bit. Yeah, and he hasn't been on a mania yet. I want him to get one. Yeah, just one. That's true. Now, granted, it's probably going to be like, and in a match for the U.S. title, <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura faces Samoa Joe faces Rusev faces Randy Orton. I'd watch it. Yeah, no, I would. It's I just, really enjoy three fourths of that. Yeah, it just it feels like the generic thing that they did with yeah. the U.S. title. No, I know, or a ladder uh, match or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I hope he gets a mania moment. Yes. Um, uh, the one thing that I really enjoyed though was uh, <laughs> the Miz is the proud dad of Shane McMahon. <laughs> That was one you of You can do it, buddy! <laughs> <laughs> but he's just torturing the poor fucking 45-year-old man yeah. to doing all these death-defying stunts. And Shane, I don't think it was selling. He was, like, legitimately, like... He gets blown up! <laughs> blown up. He did an uh, elbow drop off the top into the table and two coast-to-coast, -coast, the second of which he just barely grazed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but damn, that was... Uh, that was fun. There were a couple moments in that match I enjoyed. I enjoyed the yeah. quick little spat between um, Balor and Mysterio. Um, that was fun. Balor uh, slipping on the Miz's chest on that coup de gras and yeah. kind of rubbing his feet across the Miz's face <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was fun, which the, the shirts are fucking stupid. Yeah. We know which team is which. And most guys come out wearing red gear or blue gear. Right. I mean, they know the score here. Come on. It's the. Uh, the whole idea of SmackDown versus Raw Survivor Series is stupid. 
Battle and for it, brand supremacy. Yeah, but nothing <laughs> happens. It's it's bragging rights, and then they stop Which mentioning it. Which was another pay-per-view. Yeah, they, they stopped mentioning it two weeks later, so it amounts to nothing. Yeah, the I mean, better, even the mixed match challenge has more stakes yes, to it. Yes, I know. The, as the, bizarre as that's The becoming. better way to do Survivor Series is to have it be... Like like war games where you have team mm-hmm. undisputed era versus the team that hates the undisputed era. Yeah, yeah. You have team Hogan versus team Andre. You know, right, right. Stuff like that where where you work angle versus into- Corbin. Right. And, and, well, I mean, all indications were up until the Roman thing they were going to try to do that. Okay. This year that it was it wasn't going to be a Raw versus SmackDown year, and then so it's fucking, Roman's fault. Yep. God damn yeah. it, Roman. Yeah. Well, what what goes around comes around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, get to that. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Oh man. But yeah, the you know, Strowman uh I guess it was Strowman and who else was this? There were two sole survivors, which it doesn't fucking work that way. That's not how the English <laughs> language works. Was it him works. and Ziggler? No. I don't remember. Uh, whoever it was. Whoever. Lashley maybe. I anyway, think it was him and Lashley. Braun gets his match, or so we thought. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to become a thing. More on that in a minute. And then we got the two main events of the evening. Yes. And for all of the pain and sorrow of the previous four hours of television. <laughs> we were rewarded. Yeah. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte. Yeah. Turned into less of a match than a uh, recapturing a star angle for Charlotte. Yes. That is until Tuesday. I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate <laughs> on that. Uh, so for those who didn't see it, basically uh, Charlotte lost her ever-loving mind and beat, beat the, the ever-loving shit out of Ronda, of Ronda Rousey. Rousey. Rousey looked murked. Yeah, the, the welts from the kendo sticks yeah. were, were were just brutal. But even before the beatdown, the match itself was was really good mm-hmm. between yeah. the two. They were countering each other's shit, and you know, for as as short amount of time they had to prepare. "Quote unquote," yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know the the kayfabe scouting of their opponents worked really right, well, right? Uh, and and then also the reality of Ronda's matches are usually planned out, and they yes. only had a long weekend to work on. Right, it, right, so. right. So it ended up working to its advantage. But then you know, once Charlotte did snap and start the beat down with the yeah. kendo stick and the chair, the and neck pilmanizing took a little bit. It's yeah. She, <laughs> You forget how to set up a chair on the neck or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. Well, to be fair, not something Charlotte typically does. No, 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 no. But yeah, the, the the extended period of time it did take to set it up took yeah. me a little bit. Like, oh, come on, all right, it's not working. Move on to something else. So that angle happened, and Charlotte looked like an absolute world beater. Right. She then possessed. She looked possessed. Then we smash cut to Tuesday. Yes. Uh, and Charlotte's just kind of a baby face talking shit to the Iconics again. She did it for Becky, yeah. Which is which is weird. Yeah, the, the, her promo fell m- flat. Yeah, uh, I think because it didn't really establish her as an ass kicker. It was no, just like, no. You know, I just uh, just went out there and did what Becky would do, sort of thing. Which I guess you know they're they're pooching Becky right now, which I can't really. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't really fault because she is still super hot and everybody's still talking about her. When when Poochie's not on screen, everybody should be asking yeah, about, where's, where's Poochie. Poochie. Um, uh, so that's yeah. that's fine fine for Becky. But a- after Survivor Series, I was worried because I felt like Charlotte was gonna end up encroaching into this heat i did start to think that 
the odds were ever growing that it was going to be Ronda versus Becky versus a Charlotte at yeah. Mania. Yeah. And I still think there's a likelihood of that. Right. Um, because it feels like, you know, if if they are going to pull the trigger of the first ever proper women's right. main event for WrestleMania, they're going to want as much star power aligned to it as they can. Yeah, I, I get that perspective, but also it being a one-on-one really oh, yeah. makes In- it a lot better. It makes infinitely more sense for any Mania main event to be one-on-one. Sure. And I want to see Becky Unless the Dan- un- Except the Daniel Bryan, uh, Batista. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that gave us the... You know the the Triple H Brian match, right? Um, which maybe we should do for a redo one of these. Yes, one of these days. for it, because um, that match is super fun. It really is. Um, Wait, which one? You talking about the Triple H one? Triple H one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Triple Threat. It's okay. There's the really ugly uh, power bomb spot where somebody forgot to pull out a yeah. uh, a monitor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get to watch Randy Orton paralyze himself in real Jesus. time. Yeah, that was, um, that was so fun. But so it was a hot angle that I thought had little to no payoff because also Ronda's just like, and now I'm going to go against Nia Jax at TLC. Right. Yeah, that was the other thing. She came out smiling and, you know, ready to fight. You have to, a beatdown like that, you have to sell for at least a week. And I know you're trying to put her over as this legit badass MMA fighter and everything, but, yeah. you know, I'm sure in her mind she felt like shit that day. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so there is something that I think is worth keeping an eye on with Rhonda. Okay. And I want to be wrong about this because I think Rhonda's done a very, very good job in professional wrestling. Right. On last Sunday night at Survivor Series, the crowd was booing her and cheering Charlotte. Yeah. And Ronda looked legitimately shook. She was a little, yeah, she was a little like, what the fuck are they doing? And if anyone has followed Ronda Rousey's MMA career, yeah. she does not do well with adversity. Or rejection. Yeah, she she is not the type of person who, when times get tough, she gets tougher. Right. When times get tough... She curls up into a ball. Right. Yeah. And there was also, like, apparently she posted a vlog this week about how she's wondering if it's worth all the time she's... Spending away from spending away from home. Yeah. I'm starting to wonder if like the seeds of doubt, not kayfabe seeds of doubt, like the legit seeds of doubt are starting to sow for Ronda Rousey. I mean, and it'd be a bummer because she's so great at this. Yeah. But you have to be able to, as a performer, take the slings and arrows of the fans. Sure. You know, if this means Ronda needs to turn heel by mania, turn her heel uh, because I'm going to go ahead and say it. Rhonda can be pretty naturally unlikable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like the fact that she's been like the smiling baby face has been kind of weird to me. I get it because she's such a fan and it's this idea of, oh, I'm living a dream. Right. But I feel like she'd be a much better shitty heel. There's that side of her that's the Sandy uh, Hooks Ruther that you just want to see her get punched exactly, in the face. Exactly. That doesn't recognize <laughs> transgender people as people. And, yeah. You know, uh, I. I feel like if she if if she leaned into the fact that she is the best woman on the planet, she's fought legitimately. Yeah, yeah. She's taking people out. She doesn't have. I mean, keep it kayfabe. She doesn't have officials that get in the way and break break things down. Right. She doesn't have concussion protocols that pull people out of the mix. I mean, there you go. That's that's the shit she could start with Becky. Yeah. I just hope that the Survivor Series wasn't the beginning of an end for Ronda. Yeah. But kind of a, a phoenix-like moment for her, where she can learn from it and become even better. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, I would hope so. I mean, it would be, you know, a really quick run if she's done by Mania. Mania. Yeah. You know, that's that's a one year at the top, but still one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's pretty clear that they're building around her as the face of the company right sure, now. Sure, yeah. And and why wouldn't you? She's yeah. the biggest name. Yeah, mainstream know. name in the, in, yeah. in the company. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. But yeah, main event of the evening, Brock Lesnar. Daniel Bryan. We said in our prediction show over on Patreon, there's two Brock Lesnars. Yes. You get the one who doesn't give a shit and is there for a paycheck, and you get the one where he wants to make the guy look good because he likes the guy. Yeah, and you got both of those in the one match. <laughs> yeah, but- <laughs> But I, it was kayfabe, obviously, oh, yeah. the first part. Uh, holy shit. Uh, thanks, Brock. I'm, I'm glad Seriously. you brought your work, your work at shoes, bud. Uh, and- Props to to Daniel Bryan. Props to whoever agent in the match. Yeah, that is a match where a loser looks stronger in losing than the winner does in winning. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, that ruled. It it was. <laughs> it is funny because you know they 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 got me into it because at the one point where he was just getting squashed with suplexes after suplexes, I'm like, oh shit, just end it. You know, yeah. I, that's what they wanted. That was the reaction yeah. they wanted to elicit. Like, yeah, well, he's just gonna murder. Legit and, and a few of those Daniel. looked rough. Yeah, they did. Uh, I, I think there was one where like uh, Daniel Bryan was probably trying to flip more, so he'd like land on his feet. Yeah, and instead he, he just not. landed right on his head. He did not. Yeah, yeah. and you know. The the ref going to check on him after each one to see and him you know selling that he could barely move and like yeah. they suck they know that that's something that we're worried about with Daniel Bryan right, so they right, play into it right. and lean into it and I fucking love and hate him for it simultaneously yeah because they're toying with my goddamn emotions yeah because Brian Danielson the human being I don't want to see die at the hands of of Brock yes. Lesnar yes but Daniel Bryan the competitor I want to see take and then come back and that's what he fucking did and holy shit. That comeback yeah. was fantastic. I didn't know that there would be a, a, such a thing as a plucky heel roll. Yeah. But that's what we yeah. had on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, the, the the way that he would just, like, su- surprise us by getting these sneaky little tricks. and Yeah. Well, uh, his goading of, of Brock Lesnar at the yeah. and mocking the dance. Yes, yes. And had cha- having him chase him around the w- ring. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, I'm into this Daniel Bryan. Yeah, and yeah. then he got murdered for 10 minutes, and then and then yeah. the, the, the killer comeback. Um, yeah, uh, it was so good and so fun, and then followed up amazingly on Tuesday. Yes, that one's the one that really uh, really hit the mark in terms yeah. of justifying the actions between him and Charlotte. Charlotte's didn't really that much, yeah. uh, but Bryan, crazy-eyed Daniel Bryan yeah. is Fan fucking tastic. Yeah, sign me up for much more of him rambling justifiably. Justifying yeah, I his, mean his that that's the thing that is so great about that. Like, it makes sense. Yeah, it one hundred percent does. Yeah, uh, like it, it it takes the reality of of Daniel Bryan getting just another guide. Yeah, by the WWE yeah. and turned by the fans and turns it into this crazy manic reasoning right. for doing anything and everything. So he can be champion again. So yeah. he can hold the gold again. So and he, he even can... made the the these people, you people thing work. Right. You know, he's talking in third person. Yeah. The old Daniel Bryan is dead. You're now announcing me as the new Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was a, a great touch. And just the way his eyes. Like, I yeah. couldn't stop staring at his yeah. wide eyes. Like, he almost came off, uh, like, a few times, like, uh, uh, Mick Foley promos. Yeah. 
I mean, the flannel probably is what made me think about the flannel <laughs> with the beard and long hair. Yeah. But yeah. he definitely had a little bit of a Foley vibe of just, you know, that, that justified disgust yeah. with what he's had to do to succeed to get to where he is. Yeah. And how the fans just want more and more and more. Yeah. And it's he, just, ah, it was, yeah. it was so good. It the, was so good. The, you know, him being exacerbated with everything and the hyperbaric chamber and the yeah. meditation in the hyperbaric chamber. Yeah. I, it, it made, I was thinking uh, <laughs> when I was listening to that. So three hours a day in a hyperbaric chamber. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a good chunk of the day. Yeah. You think, uh, you know, they don't think any of their cameras in there, are there? <laughs> you think when uh, Daniel Bryan was spending three hours a day in, uh, in the hyperbaric chamber, he was uh, getting to know himself uh, <laughs> a little more intimately? Well, you know perhaps? what? You know what? If, if he wanted to uh, ensure that there could be a birdie number two, maybe that's two for one. <laughs> Just knock it on insurance, save the sperm, you know? Yeah, here you got three hours and a flashlight. Yeah, have some fun. Yeah, exactly. We'll save. The, we'll freeze this. Yeah, yeah. We'll put it on. We'll, ice. we'll freeze your head. Put your we'll boys on that. ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put the swimmers on ice. They're ice swimmers now. <laughs> if I was in there for three hours a day, I would yeah. totally be. be yeah, uh, but let's be honest. He's probably like watching fucking New Japan for three hours. Yeah, probably. Well, that that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're probably right. Yeah, he's watching Zack Saber matches on yeah. a loop because apparently that's his. his new favorite guy i mean if i was uh if i was in a hyperbaric chamber watching a uh a kota bushi match then i could yeah. probably uh like two for one probably yeah, yeah, I could yeah probably i could probably make that happen <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm just saying i don't know you know yeah no no he's a very he's a he's a beautiful man he's a beautiful man <laughs> and now i see what kenny uh sees in him <laughs> yeah yeah and that, that dumper <laughs> Nice, nice, nice round. Nice um, roundness to it. Before we wrap up, yes. Uh, injury bugs hitting everybody. <laughs> uh huh. Because Braun's now out with elbow surgery. Yep, bone spurs. Yeah. yeah. Which means the mixed match challenge makes no sense. Right, yeah. Because so originally it was little big, so it was Alexa and Braun Strowman. Yeah, Alexa gets injured, Ember Moon comes in with Braun Strowman. And now Ember Moon is getting a mystery partner. Right. And Jeff Hardy continuing on in the spot of AJ Styles. For no reason. No reason. It was Not never really explained why AJ, I mean, the, had the vague kayfabe reasoning of uh, him losing the title. Him losing the title, but, but now he's not on there. Dude he also wasn't off. on SmackDown either. Yeah, I think, well, you know, if, and I know you haven't watched a 365 yet, but it's been a really long year for, oh, uh, yeah, for yeah. AJ Styles physically. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe he's taking some time. You should watch the 365. It's, uh, yeah. I always feel like. Those things, like, this is only the second one. Um, but I feel like it was too short. You know, yeah. the, a lot of stuff happens in a year to cram it all into an hour. Yeah. Um, I would watch a two-parter, you know, a oh, two-hour yeah. sort of thing breaking down. You know, there were more highs and lows in a year than than what they could cram in there. But there was one scene um, in the 365 that was really um, – just awesome thing to see. And I don't even remember seeing this as an online exclusive. Um, it involves Paul Heyman. Uh, I don't want to okay. spoil it for you because you haven't seen it yet. But yeah. uh, it's it's a really good, um, really just, 
you know, it gives you even more respect for Paul. Uh, Very Paul cool. Heyman. So yeah, definitely check that out. And there's the Chronicle. Yeah, the up Chronicle there too. with uh, Dean Ambrose, which I've heard apparently does more justifications for Dean Ambrose's character than WWE Creative has. Yeah, I mean they really blurred the line between kayfabe and documentary. Yeah, in, which in, sounds in like something he'd want to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, that was that was interesting. Uh, it was probably more interesting than AJ's, but I just like you know. Good, you, good you like the behind boy, the scenes stuff AJ and, styles yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of thing, you know, uh, feeling guilty about buying a uh, Atari Jaguar in Japan, <laughs> uh, which is another great moment in the 365. You also get uh, to see inside Ribera Steakhouse, too. Oh, he, nice. Yeah, yeah. He, he visits with the Good Brothers um, in there. Where the hell have they been? I mean, I know they um, were on the, the pre-show thing, but it makes me wonder, are those guys looking to get out? Because- the the other big story of the week, which I think is the one to wrap up with, because there's not a lot that we really know, right? Is the rumors of another pro wrestling company yeah. look to be more real than fake? Yeah, uh, yeah. With, I, I, uh, with the copyrights being filed by um, that that owner of the Jaguars' son uh, yeah, or family yeah, or Tony whatever, Tony Khan, I think his name yeah. is. Khan. Um, sorry, I can't hear that name without hearing that. <laughs> uh, so AEW, all the, elite wrestling, the awfully named AEW. Uh, they filed for that. They yeah. filed for AEW Double or Nothing. Yep, uh, AEW All, all out. out. And my personal favorite, AEW Tuesday Night Dynamite. <laughs> I mean, Which you're... sounds like a fan fiction version of Monday Nitro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're really, uh, really banking on the alliteration working there. I don't know if it is, but I, you know, you think about it. If SmackDown's going to be moving to, to Fridays, Friday, then yeah. you have a gap on Tuesdays. So, yeah. you know, if if people want to watch wrestling on a Tuesday, you give them an option. So, the you know the. the there are a lot of questions surrounding this, whether it's them or not, whether Jericho is involved, whether Ross is involved as prior. Right. Um, All we really know is apparently it's Cody in the box. Right. Well, the elite kind of, you know. Right, right. Uh, but those are the only names that are really considered. And, and a bummer uh, was reading this week. Apparently, Cody and the Bucks are currently not on the MSG Ring of Honor New Japan yeah. show. Which is a real kick to the down low. Yeah, if Kenny isn't, I'm really going to be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Like there, there well, is. The show's still going to be great. I, I, I hope it is. But there's, there's definitely going to be a point, depending on how the next few months go, where I start going. I should recruit those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you know, maybe it ends up being NXT's a ticket that night. I don't know. Because we, we, we got to see how the the January class for NXT comes together. Because right now, so far, it's Trevor Lee. An ACH. Right. Uh, and apparently there's more coming. And now there's this question mark of if AEW is a thing, well, there's four guys. Yeah. And if they're going to do TV proper, then that brings up a whole lot of contract issues. Yeah. With, Who do they with pull available together? People. Now, my, my, my thinking here um, is are. Like take the Lucha Underground, just yeah. For a, an example here, you know they're not allowed to do any other kind of TV outside of Lucha Underground without their permission. That's why they right. have a deal with Impact, right? Um, in the U.S., right. so they can do the AAA stuff because they have a deal with them as well, too. Right. So my 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 thought is, if they do a streaming only program, 
Where does that fall into? Where it? does that fall into with these contracts for TV in from, North from America? From my understanding, in in a lot of those cases, that's why certain things can't happen. Like that's why PWG, for as much of an indie supercard as that company is, yeah, they only sell DVDs, right? Because they can't live stream because of the way Impact deals are structured okay. because of all these so different it includes streaming, right? So okay, I don't even know who they who they get because I just think about like. Uh, you know, if I just start thinking about names, Jeff Cobb, well, he's going to be signed to Ring of Honor. Um, uh, Phoenix and Pentagon. Impact Lucha Underground. Impact Lucha Underground till the end of the year. Um, Maybe. I mean, I think they're still signed through Lucha yeah. regardless. You know, if, if Lucha is going to continue, they're still – Yeah. They sign six-year deals. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of guys who are under contract to MLW now. Mm -hmm. So that takes out a big chunk of indie wrestling. Yeah. Um. Like, I, I don't even know who they would – like, guys like Zack Sabre Jr., New Japan deal. Guys like uh, Chuck Taylor, I don't think he has a New Japan contract, but maybe he will by the end of all this. Right. Like, who – you know, if you look at, even at the all-in card, if the all-in card was, like, the example. Right. You got Joey Ryan? Yeah, I don't think he's signed exclusively. Well, well, he's Lucha Underground. Which makes it hard. Yeah. Uh, you can't have Jay Lethal. You can't have yeah, Christopher Ring Daniels. Honor. Ring of Honor. You can't have... Uh, Cages with Impact Lucha. Yeah, you can't have Cage. Mundo and Impact the same. Mm -hmm. Don't know if Jordan Grace has a contract or is on a deal, but you know right, that right there means Chris is there day one. <laughs> I mean, shit, to get you, that's the only person they need to sign. Dunzo. Just live stream her yeah. doing her laundry or something. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, would watch. Uh, you know, you have um, uh, Marco Stunt, who's now injured. Yeah, he's going to be gone for a year. He's he's out for a while with a broken leg, so that sucks for that kid who's just building some steam. Flip um, Gordon's never going to get to the arena because he's just going to go across a flat plane. And Joey Janela, Joey Janela still out with an injury. Right, but is he could be back he in time? He's anybody? not signed to anybody now. Okay. All right, now. so maybe Janela. Page, I guess, is kind of with Bucks and Cody. Yeah, possibly. Skrull's contract goes till April, right? So maybe him after that. But I'm thinking, if I'm the Good Brothers, maybe it's time to start seeing yeah. what's going on outside. Yeah, uh, you know, or if I'm Chad Gable, or if I'm. Well. You got, you got to wonder what kind of money Khan is willing to dip into this thing. Yeah. You know, because with the Good Brothers, sure, they're not on TV a lot. Yeah. Um, but they're touring. They're comfortable. I guess they're comfortable. They're safe, you know, in their jobs, uh, I would imagine. Um, yeah. And I guess they're making pretty good money. Yeah. Um, you know, it, there's the, the question becomes, are you comfortable where you are or do you want to take a risk uh, right. For maybe, maybe well, that makes something me think more. Even of uh, who was it who was complaining lately? Um, Mojo Rally was. Yeah, he he did some interview recently about how like he feels like he could be further along in his career than he is mm -hmm. if he was given an opportunity Debatable, to do but more. Okay. <laughs> I mean, for better or for worse, Mojo Rally got that terrible start-stop push that they do to so many guys yeah. on Raw, yeah. where it's like for two weeks Vince goes. Him, yeah. he will be the next guy, yeah. and then he goes, "Why do we have him?" Yeah. <laughs> like, See, Jinder Mahal is uh, the yeah. WWE champion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, or Apollo Cruz's entire career in the WWE. Yeah. Right God, now, that guy. Right now, he's on a start push. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's one that should uh, should. Well, he he'd be a great guy to start he looking would. on the outside. Yeah, 
but I I don't know. Uh, it's it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be real weird. Yeah, there's a lot of you know, and obviously this whole thing could just be one big troll job. It could amount to yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this could just be their way of using a contact that they know. Yeah. So they get better offers from everybody. Because I gotta imagine, come January one, if because right now no one can technically negotiate with Cody, the Bucks, Omega, right. etc. Come Jan 1, those phones will be ringing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure like the the line's going to get filled up as midnight hits. Yep. And their <laughs> agents are going to be like, you know, just uh, twiddling their fingers together. Yeah. Like, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, get this money here. So it's going to be it, We've been saying for a little while now, but it's becoming realer. It's going to be an interesting last couple of weeks here in 2018. Yeah, yeah, and especially the first week, you know, in in January of 19, one with Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, and we'll be able to see out of that, you know, depending on who wins matches, we'll have who a better maybe idea. Go in places yeah. and whatnot, or just undecided yeah. or whatever. So yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things. Up in the air right now. Yeah. I mean, obviously WWE is secure, and there's you know nobody's yeah. going to come up rearing behind them as a as a go to second in the industry <laughs> exactly that quickly. So they're yeah. not, I don't think they're worried. You know, no. it, it's they're, a, they're just trying to figure out where to put the next NXT. Do we right. put it in Germany? Do we put it yeah. in Japan? <laughs> Australia? I don't know. All of them. Yeah, India, Saudi Arabia, NXT, Myanmar. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> God, they're going to sound like Survivor so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck it. Let Jeff Probst be the GM of at least one of them. I fuck with that. <laughs> yeah. He's a good host. Yeah. He's solid. He'd be way better than Mike Adamley. <laughs> <laughs> Your adopted cats could be better than Mike Adamley. Where are they? Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's one over there. Where? Yeah. Up there. See the ears? This is great for audio podcasts. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was like a, a toy or something. Nope, that's, nope, that's uh, a real cat. That's a cat. <laughs> yeah, pussy hiding all over the place in here. Look at you. Yeah. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. And Marty. Follow us at RoughhouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to The Roughhouse at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J two one n lowercase w capital g lowercase k capital p m lowercase l capital d n seven lowercase c three lowercase r lowercase f u v q this is the, the rough, house, rough pod. house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information the preceding presentation was brought to you by the realm network Hey, didn't notice you there. My name's Farmer Brown. These days, everyone's concerned as to what's going into their diet. People like farm fresh goods and produce. But have you ever thought to yourself, hmm, I wonder what's going up my ass? That's why I introduced to you Farmer Brown's line of locally sourced sex toys in my new shop, From Farm to Butthole. 
At Farm to Butthole, you're not going to find chemically-laden lubes and things that can cause a UTI. Oh, no, sir. Farmer Brown uses all-natural soy milk, cow's cheese, and goat tears to properly grease up that hole of yours. From Farm to Butthole, each one of our dildos is hand-whittled from fresh northern Colorado mahogany, so you can sleep soundly knowing that you had a nice, natural rogering of your A-hole, V-hole, or your M-hole. Farmer Brown's from Farm to Butthole. Lord knows what those anal beads are made out of that you're stuffing up your grocery pipe. Well, have you ever tried some farm fresh cranberries strung with a nice sarsaparilla root? Well, you're going to find that at Farmer Brown's from Farm to Butthole. Locally sourced, organic, and good for you. And your butthole. At my shop, you don't have to worry about latex or all kinds of silicone condoms. Nope. What we like to do is take an acorn tip and put it on the head of your shit. That's right. It's an acorn condom. Fits right on the head perfectly. Hurts like a motherfucker. Farmer Brown's from farm to butthole. Take a handful of nature. Stuff it up your ass. 